Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Boys Locker Room. I am your host, Roy Cruz. My name is Jean-Luc Lambert. And I'm Adam Ibrahim. And welcome back for another episode of The Boys Locker Room. Um, so, guys, how you guys been doing? Yeah, I, I've been doing pretty good. You know, like today is my, the first day of Ramadan, so I'm fasting today. I'm a little bit tired, a little bit unmotivated to do anything, to get out of bed. But, you know, I made it here. Seen, what about you, Roy? Seen. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie, like... I've just been trying to keep myself a little, like, motivated, you know, because um, with exams coming up and, you know, like, studying for the MCAT and just, like, everything, like, it's kind of been hard to, you know, stay consistent and really, like, push myself to, you know, study every day, you know, do the things that I have to do and really just get things done. And, you know, that's one thing that as a lately right now, like, I've been kind of, like, dealing with. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to find, like, something that can really help me push through it and, you know, like, trying to get my things done. But I don't know. How about you guys? Like, how you guys been feeling with everything, like, you know, like, closing up the semester and whatnot? Um, I mean, yeah, for me, closing up the semester, that means being in political science. That's a lot of essays. So I'm just sitting at my desk all day, researching, uh, writing, just all of that all the time but mm -hmm. I mean, yeah it's just like doing that over and over again every day it becomes tough like if i'm gonna be honest like usually at the end of like the semester especially second semester like with last year too i just i struggle to find any like bit of motivation i'm like oh like i have like one or two more exams left i'm just like i'm not gonna open this book man like, <laughs> like i'm sorry like i don't have time to be watching lectures like i need to get some sleep i need to like yeah catch up on netflix and then but like i feel like when like you the summer is so close i kind of use that as motivation too because i'm like if i just push through these next like one week two weeks you know like we're mm -hmm. at the home stretch like you might as well push yeah. through it it's just yeah, because like, like one week left. Like I, I do. I work hard for one week. I get it all out of my system. Just like go buck, and then that's mm -hmm. it. You're just like you're back to like having fun <laughs> summer. Like that's it. I feel like that's why it's so hard. Cause you know, like the, I feel like fall semester is a lot easier to you know like end than like second semester. Just because like you know like the break between the first and second semester is only like two weeks, right? And yeah. then like second semester is like summer. It's all warm. Like winter is all like gloomy and stuff. And you're like man, like, I waited all year for the sun, like, I just want to be out there, and, like, you know, like, right now, like, as of lately, like, the weather's been amazing, so, like, I don't know, I feel like that's one of the things that kind of helps me, like, you know, like, struggle a lot with motivation, right, and so, like, when it comes to, like, motivation, like, what are some of the things that you guys struggle with, like, you know, like, when we are like, motivating yourself? Um, I mean, for me, definitely school, uh, just, just getting down and grinding, just, like I, I find it really difficult to just stay focused with studying, just doing like essays for like hours every day. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, at this point in the semester, definitely school. Um, but mm -hmm. with all of that, um, kind of just like being healthy, kind of balancing mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, school and like a healthy lifestyle, especially at this part, like at this part of the year is it becomes it becomes a lot more difficult to motivate yourself to be healthy that's facts yeah i feel like, that to be honest like i was gonna say this like i don't know about you guys but like when the pandemic like before the pandemic started i was like i used to be like in the gym every day i was like super motivated to work out but kind of like after it happened i was like 
James Close at home workouts. I did them for like, the first like maybe three weeks, and then I was like, eh. <laughs> it didn't work. I was, I was like, I'm not gonna get myself up and like clear up an hour or two just to do push-ups and squats at home. Like. Exactly, and we right. have the rugby team pushing us too. Exactly. Right like, now we don't. Oh. Well, you had someone like keeping you accountable, I guess you could say. Exactly. We like, we had the, the yeah. rugby team keeping us accountable, but now that it's the pandemic and it's been so long since we've seen like the boys and the coaches, mm -hmm. like it kind of just feels like like it mm -hmm. doesn't exist, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I mean, honestly, with regards to like my health and everything, like it's like a little bit backwards for me, just because like um, you know when I, when the pandemic like first started, like I hadn't been treated for ADHD, so. Um, you know, dealing with that, it was kind of like a little bit weird because the way my body was like working, it was, so I needed to study, I needed to get things done for school, but I needed to find, like, my body just didn't want to study, like, it didn't feel like, like it wanted to do that, and then, like, it, it would just, like, try to find things to, like, distract itself with, and one of those things, you know, was, like, fitness, right, and so, um, you know, I definitely became more healthy and stuff, right, and, but, you know, it, it wasn't, like, necessarily, like, a good thing because, I was doing it for the bad reason, you know, like, which was, you know, procrastinating and, you know, focusing on other things. So it was at the cost of school. Exactly. And so, I don't know, it was one of those things that I kind of had to like learn to deal with and stuff. But, you know, after like second semester, once like, you know, the pandemic happened and stuff, like we ended up like, you know, the second semester, we went into summer and stuff. And, you know, I started working with my psychiatrist and everything. And so, um, you know, like I, I, I learned to, you know, distinguish when I was doing it for, you know, procrastination and when I was doing it, you know, just to be healthy, right? And so it was just like a matter of like learning how to like, like do the two things, you know, without like necessarily hindering one or the other, right? And so it was finding that balance. And I feel like the pandemic, that's one of the things that like has like taught me the most um, because, you know, when I say like with my, with my motivation, like it kind of changed for the better in certain ways. Um, it definitely started like really rough just because, you know, being enclosed in your house and, you know, you know, like just being with the same people constantly and not having the chance to, like, you know, go out and stuff. Um, it definitely like affected it a lot, but um, it really gave me time to, you know, like sit down with myself and think and like um, reflect on some of the things that I needed to improve. And, you know, from there on, like, you know, working again with my psychiatrist and everything, just, you know, treating my ADHD and, you know, really getting treated. Um, you know, my motivation has been going like, you know, forward and, you know, being able to do like things a lot better, right? And so I don't know about you guys, like, like, how did the pandemic like affect you guys, or if it did affect you guys? Well, I mean, like I said, for me, like, just since the pandemic started, my motivation to work out like went a lot lower. Uh, at first, like studying, I studied better at first, like in, during the beginning of the pandemic, like like last semester of last year and like early first semester for like uh, of this year. But then, like, over time, I felt like I lost my motivation to study a lot earlier than I usually do with, like, studying in person. Like, studying in person, like, I'll still be interested, like, multiple months in. I'll be like, okay, like, I'm going to stay on top of this. I'm, like, like staying organized, like, staying caught up. But then, like, with online school, like, after that first, like, two weeks... I like look at my notes and I'm like I'm four weeks behind. How did this happen? <laughs> you know? like, I feel like it just with online school it feels so much more overwhelming, which can make you feel a lot less motivated to do any of the work done. Because if you're mm -hmm. like if you're like right now we have the bio midterm on uh, Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. I'm ten lectures behind. Every time I try to open that first lecture, I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna <laughs> watch this lecture. I have nine more to go. There's no point. Right. It's so demotivating. You know what I mean? 
I just like I feel like it's so easy to get burnt out when you're sitting yeah. in the same room all year, just like doing the same classes, just rinse, repeat, wake up, eat, class, lunch, class. Right. You know, class. like play video games, work out, <laughs> go to sleep. Yeah, like, bro, I feel that every single day. And then the weekend, it's just the same mm -hmm. thing, but without class. Yeah, bro. Like I swear it's like because you reach a point like you're doing stuff and like you know, like you're you're working, you're studying or whatever, and then like, you know, something happens. Like I don't know, like like even for example, like like I hadn't said, like looking at those lectures, just like the ten videos or the things that you have to do, the textbook, right? Um, you look at it and you're like, Man, like what like I have to do all of this and like you just feel your motivation just slowly draining and like you slowly start to like lose it and you, like that's the point of no return for me because once I feel that, like my body just enters like a uh, do I really want to do it? I, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm going to do something else. And then, like, I say, like, I'm going to come back to it, but I low-key, like, never come back to it. So, like, I feel like that's, like, the point when I'm, like, all right, I'm losing the motivation. This is it for me. I was studying yesterday, and then, like, I finished, like, half of the lecture, and I was, like, I'm not paying attention. I'll play one game in 2K. And then, like, <laughs> six hours later, I'm, like, all right, let me do the rest of this lecture now. Mm -hmm. Nah, I feel that. And it's, like, well, I feel like it's just one of those things where it's, like, you have to kind of see how to get your motivation back because if you're able to acknowledge it like you know i feel like that's kind of like the first step to like being able to like you know motivate yourself again when you are able to acknowledge that you're like you know losing motivation i feel like that's when you're conscious of it and you're you have to like really see how you're able to get yourself back on track right um mm -hmm. that's one of the things that i've been working on like as of lately like um, especially with everything like, you know coming up like exams and then just like the MCAT in general which is just like a huge challenge right it's like there's gonna be a lot of periods I feel like that I'm gonna start losing motivation but it's like how do I get myself to you know get motivated again get going right and so um, you know what is it that triggers that motivation for me and that's like kind of like one of those things that I like been trying to like you know figure out and see what works for me and you know I've been kind of listening to like what other people have to say about it and stuff and you know Working out, yeah, you know, that's usually what people do, but like for me, working out is just something that I do already, right? And so it's not necessarily something that's like a tool to get me like going or motivated because it's just like embedded in me. It's just something that I already do, right? And so um, I really have to, you know, find that thing that, you know, like brings me motivation and brings me drive to, you know, keep pushing. And I feel like for me, at least, one of the things that I've been figuring out, like, um, that works for me is you know thinking where i'm gonna be if i do it right it's like oh like if you do this right now like you might get like a hundred on your exam and you're gonna kill it and then i'm like yeah like that's sick like i want to do that like I, I like that feeling you know of thinking what can happen right and so um you know i've been trying to like really harvest that feeling and trying to like get it um going and get it like you know one of those things that becomes natural for me and so um you know that's what i think personally works for me but i don't know like what do you guys think about like what what is it that you guys do that helps you like get your motivation back um for me personally uh, i actually recently got diagnosed with depression and because of that i find that a lot of my lack of motivation comes with that low mood so when i hit that low mood point i start not wanting to do things i don't want to do school i don't want to work out i don't want to be healthy mm -hmm. um and then the way that i try and counteract that um, is honestly just doing positive things. Just it, it can be as small as listening to music, looking at vi like videos, but they're all positive, like positive music, positive videos, things that like aren't gonna put me down further. 
Like I don't right. listen to negative music. I don't, I try to avoid the news, um, like that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So like, it, it's not always super helpful, but it does help, which is mm -hmm. why that's something that I find I do more often than not, I guess. Right. I think for me, to be honest, it's like the one thing that I have found that like motivates me, like no matter the situation is like just talking to my parents, like especially my mom, because like no matter the situation I'm in, like no matter how like down bad I am, like I can go up to my mom, tell her whatever, <laughs> tell her whatever <laughs> the situation is. And, like, she will just know exactly what to say to either, like, make me feel better about it, to make me motivated, to, like... Mm -hmm. It's, like, you know, like, in football, when, like, your coach hypes you up and you say, oh, I can run through a wall right now? Yeah. <laughs> That's what she gets me, like, by, like, in motivation. Yeah. Not, like, higher. <laughs> yeah. I feel that, I feel that. She gets me ready to run, run through some books. Like, you know, same thing. Exactly. That's <laughs> a different, man. I know. I feel like that's a good thing, though, because, um... Even, like, for example, like, even what you said, Young Luke, like, little things that help you, you know, get that motivation back, I feel like it's really, at the end of the day, like, what ends up, like, helping the most. Um, and, you know, having that support system around you that really motivates you and pushes you, um, that's why I really try to, like, you know, have people around me that are really driven, right? Because um, it creates, like, this, like, infinite cycle of drivenness, like, around all of you because, you know, one person is motivated and they, they have a goal that they're going to reach, right? And you know, you're kind of losing motivation and you see that this person is so driven. You're like, man, like, why am I lacking like this? You know, I, need, I really need to, you know, push myself. Seeing others, you know, like being driven and chasing their goals is what drives me because I'm like, I don't want to fall behind, you know. I want to like be able to reach my dreams. I want to be able to do things that I want to do, right? And so that's what I've been trying to like, you know, do, like kind of surround myself with that, you know, positivity, that positive environment, right? And like, like you said, John, look, like, you know, really harvest those positive feelings instead of the negative ones. Because I feel like oftentimes, like, people don't realize that once they start, like, hitting that low point, like you said, like, they start falling with more, like, negative things. And they start, like, instead of, like, focusing on the positive things, they start looking more at the negatives. And, like, it creates, like, that spiral down of, like, you know, maladaptive behavior where you're, like, oh, man, like, you know, I'm not going to do good in this. Or, oh, I, I like, I sh why should I try? Like, I suck at this already anyway, so what's the point? Like... And I see that a lot, yeah. like even like just the opposite of what I said, like I'll see people that are sad and then listen to, like you know, downbeat, like not happy music. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, you know, like sometimes like, you know, that's the vibe and you want to like, you know, acknowledge your feelings and like, you know, understand them through the mm -hmm. song. But if you want to move past and, you know, start to motivate yourself and start to feel more positive again, like like these things they they it they build on themselves you know right like you listen to positive music video and talk to your parents and talk to your friends and then that's that's that much more motivation and positivity that you're adding than you would have before mm -hmm. um yeah and like you said for friends it's like you get that motivation by surrounding yourself with motivated friends because not only are they your friends so they would be motivating you you're also motivated to keep up with them so that you don't lose sight of them and exactly. it's also because you admire them and you want to be like them and they want to be like and that's like you like you said like the cycle that was a really mm -hmm. good uh explanation for that yeah it's like a friendly competition you know i feel like that's a 
that's a good thing to have like you know competition is not a bad thing it's not something that people should look down upon because at the end of the day is what keeps us driven right if you're someone that doesn't like competition and you're someone that doesn't necessarily like to compete with others like you know that's not it's not a bad thing like you know but you know keep in mind that it's i feel like it's a really good thing for everyone to always try to like you know um not necessarily like outdo everyone but just like you know try to be at least you know at the same level as others or really try to keep up right exactly um mm -hmm. and i feel like that's what it comes down to and um but i feel like oftentimes what ends up happening is that people can't really deal with that stress because i feel like what often happens is people realize that they're not able to keep up with others or they feel like they're falling behind and that just they like the motivation causes them like like the lack of motivation causes them like more stress and then they start stressing out they start like freaking out they're like oh man like i can't do this like what am i gonna do like this this, and this and they start thinking about like a million other things instead of focusing on like the main goal right and so um i feel like that's one of the things that really limits people which is like the stress right and so you know when we think about motivation you know it's a lot of things right it's like you can think about it like you know like your mental illnesses and you can also think about it like other feelings that relate to motivation right like stress you know anxiety and all those things right so there's also different types of motivations like there's like long-term motivations like your life dreams that you're like yeah there's a like motivation that you have that's like pushing you over 20 years and then there's like short-term motivation like the motivation to get up and do this lecture mm -hmm. like stuff like that i agree um and that's one of the things that i kind of like realized too um because you know with my you know with my adhd like not to like not to like always bring it up and everything but um it always like it does influence my life a lot and you know it changes my interests like this like in the span of a second right because you know my brain just wants a new stimuli it wants like to see new things right and so um what ends up happening is like yeah i have long-term goals but you know they're so long and far away that my brain is just like oh like it loses tracks of those goals and it's like tries to focus on other little short-term things right exactly and mm -hmm. so um you know one of the things that i've been doing right and this is one of the things that my psychiatrist told me was you know set up smaller goals for myself you know like things that you know yes like it's important to look at your like long-term goal but you know set up like little things that can help you at this moment so whether it's like you know getting 100 on that exam right it's like how are you going to accomplish that and like you know you'll come to realize that when that happens and, and like the moment that it occurs or you achieve whatever little goal that you told yourself you know that dopamine rush like is the same as if when you achieve your long-term like you know goal it's like it makes you feel good you feel good about yourself you feel accomplished and that's one of the things that i love right so see I'm gonna be honest. I've I've had people give me that advice before, and I struggled so hard with it. I could not do it. I couldn't like set a small goal. I couldn't like plan out the little mm -hmm. steps. I couldn't do that. I it's like it's even, hard because even even with setting a small goal like getting like oh 100 on that test, you need to set even smaller goals within. Yeah, it's like and that's it's what I mess steps. up on. It's little steps, right? It's little steps. I I don't know. I just I can't. I couldn't do it. It's like <laughs> interesting too, right? You see, like just the difference between the two of you, right? Like for Roy, <laughs> that works perfectly right like he gets that little dopamine rush from those little goals yeah. and like it works but for adham like you need that long-term goal like that long-term mm -hmm. goal is always your mind and that's what's motivating you i don't know exactly. i just think that's super interesting mm -hmm. it's like i mean it's just one of those things that to be honest with you like because i make it sound like it's really easy like on my end right but it was really difficult at first too because i was never used to for example like having an agenda right something that like worked to keep track of everything and so um you know it was really one of those things where like, I had to accustom myself to using those things, using those resources. And agendas just don't work for me, right? So I was like, you know what, agendas, out of the window, like, throw it out. Um, and so I downloaded like other apps, like Notion is an amazing app, I love that app. Like, 
it just, you know, you set up checklists, right? And like, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this homework today or I'm going to do this lecture today and stuff. And it has like a little checkbox. Every time I click that, it just makes it feel <laughs> so good. I'm like, it's so nice. You click it and it just disappears out of the screen. And you're like, oh man. Like, you never have to worry about it again. Yeah, bro. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, um, you know, you might think it's hard, right? But it's about finding that thing that helps you do it right um and for me it was that app it was like i just love it right and so maybe it might be other things right maybe i don't know like set up like a trash can and then write it down in the paper and then once you're done you know toss it in that trash can and be like yo i'm Dude, like i'm done that's a right? neat idea right? that's, that's a neat idea wait a minute <laughs> so that's what yo so that's what i'm saying it's like you know finding things that really motivate you to like those little things that, like the little niches that you do like it's just that made it feel so good and i feel like that's the best thing imagine the dopamine rush after finishing like like a 10-page essay or like a lab report <laughs> or something right and you finish and you close all the tabs and then you crumple up the paper that you wrote it on <laughs> and then just throw the bucket oh my god it goes <laughs> in too bro yep. oh, Yo, just like across the room holy <laughs> <God. you> miss <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying yeah it might, it might go back against you but like you know yeah serotonin oh, rush you start getting down no I if you, if you drink it, that's, it just makes you feel worse <laughs> <laughs> motivation to get the next one done you want to get the bucket <laughs> yeah but i mean like it's one of those things like you just gotta figure out how you how you're gonna deal with that stress right it's just like you know you got you got you got deadlines you're like okay like i have me my deadlines like what are you gonna do what's gonna be your coping mechanism what is it that it's gonna push you to get those things on and i feel like that's one of those things that we really gotta learn to you know get going and doing us like people right and so i don't know i feel like that's one of the things that i would tell somebody if they're like struggling with that is like you know, set like find those things that like help you achieve those smaller goals, right? And then it'll get it'll get better from there too, for sure. I mean, it's like you said, it's also about like training yourself to have healthy coping mechanisms, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're Absolutely. faced with adversity, like training, like even when you're not faced with adversity, even when you see like notice it's it's like you know not too difficult, like you can't take the easy road, right? If you need to train yourself to like actually follow through with the right choice in difficult situations under stress under whatever like you need to like like go on a run in the morning mm-hmm. because you know it'll make you feel better even though you have nothing to do that day right and then on the hard days you'll get up and have that run and then you'll feel better throughout the day right and you just need to work on that like on those healthy responses to stress to lack of motivation whatever and then mm-hmm. that kind of you know it really helps out in the long run yeah, I agree. I mean, if I'm being honest, like, you know, in university, like you're talking about like healthy coping mechanisms, like I feel most students don't really follow healthy like coping mechanisms, that's, right? That's true. Um, I absolutely agree. Yeah, like, especially like, I remember going first year, right? Like, even myself, like I didn't have good coping mechanisms first year at all, right? And so like, um, but I, I would say that mine were a little better than most other people because um, what you often see, like, and I don't know about you guys, but like, now that I was like introduced to like, you know, like, um currently taking medication for ADHD, right? And, like, um, once I, like, once I got it, like, my psychiatrist was, like, oh, like, you know, just make sure you don't abuse it because, you know, he was telling me about, like, how much of a problem it is that within, like, university students to, you know, utilize these medications to focus on their things and, like, kind of get, like, that, like, fake motivation, you know what I mean? Um, Mm. Because they can bring themselves to, like, get it through normal means, right? And so, um, and I feel like that's not good because, 
if we're talking like you know compulsion like habits and stuff right like i feel like that becomes like you know people who are really stressed out and need that motivation are very compulsive like, like they come to a point where they're very compulsive and you know there it's like the first time that they say yes to those types of things and then just becomes a habit and like that habit just it's formed over time and it's just it keeps digging at them and then like before they know it you know they're addicted to like that type, like that type of stuff and i feel like um that's really sad in, in my opinion um i feel like one of those things that motivation can kind of do is help you stay out of those types of things because it, it, like, it helps you keep focused on the, like the right path that you want to go and like where you want to be um and then you know once you lose that motivation like you start deviating away from that path and oftentimes what ends up happening is like people like get stuck in things that they didn't even have to get stuck on and you know like again going back to first year you know partying you know like staying like out like drinking with your friends you know like drugs bro like the amount of people that nowadays do drugs and we're talking like you know like hard drugs like drugs like hard drugs drugs. man like i was so surprised like we talked about it the other day it's just it's baffling like you don't realize the number of the number of people it's like one of those things like i saw i saw a tiktok that was like you know, and I related so much to it because it's like, you don't realize how many people do hard drugs until you reach university. And it's just like, um, and it was just like, I thought it was fake. Like even like the TikTok, it was like, I, I, like he thought it was fake. And I was like, dude, I like, I thought it was fake too. Like I thought it was one of those things like just in the movies, right? But then you realize just how real it is. Cause, Cause um, another thing you realize too is like how much it can destroy people's lives. Cause yeah. like a lot of these drugs, like, like our life destroyers like mm-hmm. i mean people... like if it grabs a hold of you and like you don't kick it mm-hmm. it's gg like, like... They, like for real <laughs> yeah like it's it's really bad because people like you know you know not to say but like i've had like people that i know or like that were at one point like really close friends right um they they were like oh no i won't get hooked on this like you know it's whatever right like i just i'm just experimenting one like you know which i think is one of the first steps towards addiction right it's experimentation right um mm-hmm. uh i feel like it was one of those things where it's like oh like i'm not gonna get hooked they tried and then he's just like oh you know it's just at parties i use it at parties like it's fun it's just at parties right and he's just like you know they're like okay you know i'm using it at parties now and then they're not realizing that you know, they party what, like Monday, Saturday, like Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. It's like four times a week, bro. Like, you know, you're, you're kind of like doing it a little too much. And then, you know, so, so like then they don't realize that they fell within a habit of doing it because now they can't go to, to a party without doing it. And it's just like, bro, like you're you're depending on that to have fun. You do realize that. And then they're like, no, like that's not true. Like I can, I can quit whenever I want or whatever. And it's just like, Oh, I can quit whenever I want. Dude, it's, it's that thing, dude. Exactly. It's like that one sentence. It's like, bro, I can quit whenever I want. That's the killer right there. It's the, that's when you talk. I feel like that's like the point where you're like. The tell, that's, the, you're, that's how you can tell. Yeah. When it's the I can quit whenever yeah. I want. That's when, you know what's even worse? When they're on it and then they look at you and they say I can't quit it. That's the even worse part. Because when they're sober, sad. they say I can quit whenever I want. Bro, because I've had friends do that where, like, they're sober and they're like, oh, like, I can quit this whenever I want, like, hey, look, I'm not addicted. And then, like, when they get on it, like, I was at a party with them and they were on it and they looked at me and they're like, I can't get off it. It has me. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, go seek help. And then, but he didn't. So it's it's, it's... a gut-wrenching situation for sure because, like, it, you just see swallow people. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, and one of, it's one of those things where you're like, you know, it kind of makes you think like, oh, could I have done something to like make them more aware, right? And it's like, and especially if they were close friend like of yours and stuff, like you you often end up feeling like responsible for that. And it's just like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, could I have could I have been a better influence? And it's just like, but you gotta realize it wasn't your fault. It's not. Yeah. It, it wasn't within you. It wasn't. It was out of your control because each person like you know makes a decision at the end of the day, right? And so. Um, it's within that person to make that decision and you know it's really sad because you know I don't know how many of you guys but like I myself like I've lost contact with some of the people that like I used to be really close with and like you know and it's most often because you know we end up going like different ways different paths right and so um, I think it can be really sad because like I've seen how other people like you know who were really close friends they are just completely not even friends anymore because you know, one person is completely different than the other now. And it's just like, um, it was because they had different priorities, I guess. And it was just, you know, um, one of those things where you 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 think, well, like, what was it that made everything happen? It was just, you know, I feel like it all, it always comes down to motivation, right? And it's just like, where your priorities in life are at that moment, and like, um, where your focus is, right? And so, um, I feel, like people often don't realize that yes it's 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 good to have fun like don't get me wrong like universities are about having fun right but um it's important to like you know realize what are some good things like that you should do you also like need to realize like there's a like not even a thin line there's a very big obvious line between like having fun while being safe and then just being dangerous Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because I feel like a lot of people, that line is blurred for them of, like, having fun and then just, like, going out there and, like, I don't want to say, but, like, like almost throwing their life away just for, like, mm-hmm. a few nights of, like, a, a thrill. I feel like it's all, it also comes down to, like, you know, like, it's a bit r- romanticized, like, you know, doing, like, drugs and stuff. Like, when you look at movies and, you know, like, celebrities in general and whatnot. Wolf of Wall like Street. You, yeah, like, you always see how, like, they do, like, hard drugs. And it's, like, it's become something of the culture and something that's, like, fun and stuff. And it's just kind of just one of those things where, you know, you got to realize that it's not as fun as it seems. And there's always a darker side to things. And, you know, you may think it might not be you. You may think that it's just, like, something that doesn't affect you. But, you know, it's often more than not. Like, you're not one of those people that it won't affect. Like, if you get involved with that sort of stuff, it's very very hard like and just biologically speaking you know like it's very hard the way that it affects you and it impacts you but but yeah like that's just pretty much what i wanted to say it's just that it's very romanticized and people gotta realize that um it's one of those things that it might impact you and you don't you gotta make sure that you realize that and you don't get yourself involved in things that might affect you later on absolutely agree i don't know if like if any of you guys are comfortable with sharing like some of your personal experiences but like for me personally one of like that I don't know if you would call it an addiction I I think it categorizes as one but I um, over like the past three years Loki's still a little bit now like I've had a bad addiction with like trying to lose weight and like I think the moment like I realized it was bad because I like I was talking with my doctor and she was like taking my weight a year ago and taking my weight off like the day I called her and she was like you lost 30% of your body mass in one year? And I said, yeah. And she's like, 
I need you to get an ultrasound on your stomach. I think, like, in case you have something wrong in your stomach. And I was like, mm-hmm. nah, like, I've just been trying to lose weight. She's like, that 30% body mass is not healthy. I was like, oh, you got a point. So that's, like, something that, like, I've, like, low-key struggled with. Uh, I've had some right. friends ask me if, like, that low-key thought I had, like, either an eating disorder or, like, anorexia. I don't know if I have any of that. I don't know if I should get tested mm-hmm. for that, but, like, it's something that um, I work I, on. I mean, like, <laughs> if 30%, dude, that's pretty crazy if you're asking me. Um, But, you know, I think that's one of those things where, like, you know, at least you acknowledge it. I feel like a lot of yeah. people don't even acknowledge it that, like, yeah, no, you know, great. they don't ask the what ifs. And so I think that's very good. And if we're talking, like, personal experiences, right, like, um, there's a lot of things with addiction, right? Like, there's a lot of, like, I feel like there's a lot of phases of addiction that people don't realize they go through mm-hmm. subconsciously, but they do. Um, you know, when you're younger, right? Like, you're addicted to video games. Like, I was addicted well, to video games at one point, right? Like, you know, some, like, I'm a, some of us <laughs> might still be addicted to, like, right? But... Yo, what's a TFT game saying after this? But that's what I'm saying. It's like... Um, you know, we go through stages of addiction, like, and I'm sure, like, you know, for some people, they'll grow out of it. Like, I grew out of it, like, just because, like, I don't know, like, I didn't feel like I wanted to spend that much money in, like, you know, videos and stuff, and I feel like I had other priorities, and, like, I moved on eventually, oh, and then... The dopamine um, rush I get from it, it's worth every penny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not, it, it, it is, it's, like, it's the dopamine that keeps you in, and, like, even if you look at it, like, um, I feel like there's a big problem with, you know, like you know, porn addiction, like, TikTok, like, bro, like, you see all this, like, like, tier list of, like, you know, top 10 best porn stars, or, you know, like, best, like, sauce to, like, see and stuff, and I feel like people don't realize that even pornography is something that you can get, like, severely addicted to, and you might not think so, and it really affects your brain, like, Because another thing about, like, pornography, too, is a lot of people, like, they're they think that like normal sex is like porn and like mm-hmm. that causes a lot of that causes a lot of sexual violence problems that causes yeah. even for women it causes some of them to think that like because well, in a lot of pornography it's like oh pain is good and it makes a lot of women think well like girls i should think be in pain that i should be yeah. in pain mm-hmm. that it's a good thing and i just like i'm not against the porn industry i just don't regulate more edu- not even regular just more education around yeah. it yeah. there needs to be more understanding before going into it knowing that there can be dire consequences with not only that but with relationships right yeah. mm-hmm. like if you're married or you have a significant other or even before it can severely affect the way that you see perceive or act around them whether that's just regularly or in like a sexual situation like it can really like change a lot and mm-hmm. you know have some really dire consequences I, well that's what i'm saying like what i meant like by regulation is like regulating the pornography content that's out there because i feel oh, like absolutely um like because a lot of the things that like are like our society pushes a lot of these things right and so if it's popular right there's a reason why it's like there like you know like mm-hmm. people like like to see that and but i feel like they wouldn't know they like to see that if they hadn't been introduced to that, right? Mm-hmm. If there wasn't, if it wasn't there in the first place, and I feel like mm-hmm. that's one of the things that needs to be regulated because, you know, like yes, it's like it's it's fine to have your like niches and stuff, right? But I feel like that's not really healthy because, um, you know, when we're talking like violence against women, right? Like, you know, what's the need of being so violent again? Like, you know, like you know, like that's I, I feel like at that like at that point, like you know, not to like 
you know say anything but i feel like there's a there's a there there is kind of like a line on you know what should be like you know acceptable and what not right yeah um mm-hmm. just because you know we're, if we, we're talking cultivating like you know things in general you don't want to cultivate those negative things right yeah. and so if, if you keep feeding like the, the negativity in like of course there's gonna be more negativity that's gonna keep growing and that's not to say that people who watch it like do it necessarily right because you know it is what it is right like some people or might just watch bad that's people for exactly doing, for, for watching or doing it mm-hmm. it's just it's like you were saying that like putting it out there in society to kind of like you know have that negative effect right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know like like that kind of thing and just how accessible yeah. it is you know because exactly. it's just like you're looking at it now like when i see when i go on tiktok again like we're down the tier list bro it's like 15 year olds that are you know saying this sort of stuff like oh best porn stars to watch or whatever and it's like like yeah. there's a reason why you shouldn't watch that if you're under the age of 18 right mm-hmm. because if you look at the science behind it although like if you start watching pornography at a very young age which you know let's be honest most people do because in middle school like i heard like kids were talking about it and everything and just like oh, from yeah. personal it's experience always... like i know like i've been exposed to it from early age yeah. like early age right and so um you know like you gotta realize like a lot of like the impacts of it like they're very like subtle and if we're going back to motivation right one of the negative impacts of pornography is actually lack of motivation too like masturbation like it messes with your motivation because it makes you feel like it makes you feel fulfilled because you get that dopamine rush from that the pleasure right that you re- like that you mm-hmm. receive and so it becomes so readily accessible that people feel so comfortable just doing that and you feel satisfied you feel like you're accomplished for the day and mm-hmm. people fall in a constant cycle of addiction with that and they don't realize that and it's just like they may think oh it's whatever it's so normal like but it's normal with regu- like within regulation when is mm-hmm. when is like when it becomes like excessive like, there's a point where it becomes yeah, excessive yeah exactly every, everything is healthy within moderation and then right. once you uh, lose uh, that, I, mean, I don't know about everything i don't know about everything mean, like, like well, well i mean moderation also like you know depends on the definition like if we're yeah. talking about cocaine that's zero <laughs> right like, yeah. okay that's what i that's what i mean like everything like you could take like like for example like with you roy with working out like mm-hmm. it's it's good within moderation, moderation before it affects like you know your schoolwork mm-hmm. and stuff right exactly. like um for me and adham video games you know <laughs> playing video games you know it's like you know it's great to wind down you know to have some fun to socialize but too much that's you know that's that's something that affects your 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 school social life whatever and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i mean if we're, and we're talking about like you know addiction like like maybe not necessarily you're the person suffering from it but i'm sure we got friends that are like you know i, I personally i know that there's a couple of friends that you know maybe they have some problems that they don't realize right and so like um you know when you see your friends struggle with addictions and you know they're kind of like in the denial like phase where it's like oh like i can quit whenever i want what are you talking about i don't have a problem with it or you know whatnot you know how do you go about helping them because i feel like that's one of the hardest things um especially when uh when you realize someone has a problem right and you know how do you start how do you start like how do you bring up that conversation to you know how like motivate them I, to realize that it's a problem and, if i'm being you know, honest like from my experience at least the way i've always went about it is just being as blunt as possible i'll go up to their face be like you're dependent on this you need to like, you need to drop it and 
it will that will either get one of two reactions one like they'll get really mad at me and then yell at me and like not talk to me for two weeks and then they're like come back and be like you're right or they'll do that and not come back um and when they do come back then i start trying to help them i try to get in like trying to convince them to get help i'll like like whenever like i'll either like if if this thing that they're addicted to they have i'll go take it from them and like i'll hold on to it uh or i'll toss it like for example like my friend with vaping i remember like after i told him that he's like he wanted to quit so i was like i held on to his and then after like a few weeks or like, a few days he's like I can't do it. And I was like, it's fine. You're not going to do it right away. You're going to do it in steps. Because I know if I don't give it back to him, he's going to go buy another one. So there's yeah, no point. Exactly. So I go give it back to him. I'm like, you can have it for a few more days. I'll come back like in like three days. I'll take it again. He's like, mm-hmm. cool. And like, you'll be th- a few, three days and then I'll take it again. But then this time it takes him a few weeks instead of a few days to ask for it back. And then again, and then again, and then eventually he stops asking for it back. Yep. Or same thing mm-hmm. with weed. Like I'll have my friends like, like I know a lot of friends. A lot of people say oh, you can't get addicted to weed. I know a lot of people addicted to weed. Like Bro, it's I a know. fact. You can get addicted not to anything. Yeah. A because lot of people. I've yeah, seen like, I've seen far too many people lose themselves with weed when it's been said that like you know you can't get addicted to it, which is obviously not the case. Yeah. You can. You become dependent on it. Like I've heard, I've heard, I have friends that say like, oh, I get a headache with if I don't smoke like in the morning or whatever. And it's like, that's, that's dependency. dependency. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you start to have biological like effects on your body from it, that your body has become dependent on it. It has become habituated to like doing a certain thing every day. And so like, like right now I'm fasting. I haven't eaten or drank water all day and my body feels destroyed. I have a headache. I get to eat in 40 minutes. I'm excited. I'm looking at the clock. Exactly. But like, that's a biological response for not having food or water. Now imagine Mm -hmm. that, but with like, something that's not as like food and water are essential you should not be getting this response for something not mm-hmm. essential for your body exactly like you're you're adding like extra stress for your body in a way right like you're adding mm-hmm. now something on top of the natural things that you have to worry about right um and just it's more destructive than people realize right and so um it's a lot of those things that people it's the small details that people kind of ignore and they ignore Absolutely. them until it becomes too late for them and it's just um, I I think though, Roy. To be fair, you do need to have good friends around you to notice those details. Cause like a lot of my friends that have noticed like that they're getting addicted, I was the one that noticed those little details. They didn't even know. I had mm-hmm. to point it out for them, and they're like, "Oh, I never thought about this." Which is like, that's how I like. That's why I like to try to keep surround myself with like honest people, blunt people like you. Like where if I'm doing something wrong, I'm doing a bad habit. You call me right out. Yeah. So do you, John Lou. <laughs> And like, that's why I, I like I like keeping friends like that around me. Like whenever I'm being cocky, John looks looking at me. He's like, "You're being too egotistical. Shut the fuck up." Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then so that's that's my way like of like almost like avoiding those bad habits. It's just surrounding myself with people that I know will keep me away from them. Mm-hmm. And Where that goes with like that goes with developing like healthy coping mechanisms because if you have people that already do healthy things, right? That they have like they stay away from bad habits. You know, like I feel like saying with a group that's just like you know like you have a consensus on like what's good like type of thing like to stay away from right and what's like healthy that's what's gonna mm-hmm. allow you to like stay away from bad habits right and like develop those healthy coping mechanisms right because whenever you're faced with something that's bad right you're like your surrounding group already is doing things that are good and healthy right which mm-hmm. are gonna help you like get out of it's like straight away right and so um 
you know, I feel like that's the main important thing to like do, right? And if you don't have friends, like, you know, like if you don't have like a good, like a big group of friends that's just motivating and stuff, right? Like it all starts with one person, I feel. The and part if you have like, yeah. a, like a group of bad friends, you know, bad influences sort of thing. Yeah, like, you know, it's one person. It just takes one person to start that. And, you know, like if one, because what ends up happening is like, you know, not to like say or anything that everyone's a follower, but more often than not, like friend groups kind of follow one another. Like whatever one friend does, like the other like people do as well. Right. And so like if one friend, you know, like starts doing something completely out of the norm, that's like opposite. Right. And so like um, whether it's good or bad, right. Like, yeah, the, that friend group might follow along. Like the people it's like it's like it splits into two. Right. Like there's two choices that you have either like follow along with that person or like like you start like straying away from that like friend group right and so Mm -hmm. um that's where i've often found myself like um especially when i came back from like uh my exchange when i was in grade 11 like it was like seeing where most people kind of like split into and where i wanted to go and like more often than not i found myself going the other way right and it was just you know like i just knew what was good for me and i kind of just wanted to focus on things that were gonna help me later on so i just focused on myself right and then eventually you know you start meeting people that are like kind of on the same path as you or kind of just, you know, have the same kind of like like ideals as you. Like, you know, even when you go to gym, you meet people who like, you know, are at the gym, right? And so it's just finding that group of friends. And I feel and like it's meet, the number you, one thing. Yeah, exactly. And when you meet people like that, you're automatically drawn to each other, right? Mm-hmm. You see someone else that's doing like good things and you're doing good things yourself. Like you'll see that and you'll, you'll, you'll connect in that way. It's like, oh, you do this. Yeah, I do this too. And then you kind of create that bond and then like, you know, maybe you become friends, maybe you don't, but eventually you will build that group, whether it be Mm -hmm. like single, like, you know, friends or like a big group of people that are like that. Exactly. So I feel like that's the one thing that people should kind of realize. And even if, for example, like not necessarily we're telling like everyone to like, you know, go find a new group of friends because that's not the case, right? Um, You shouldn't be having to like, you know, move from one friend group to the other, but it's part of growing up, I feel. And I feel like that's one of those things that happens, especially when you reach university is like, you'll come to realize that maybe, maybe in first year you're in a certain group of people, like what group of people, and then the next year you're with another and you yeah. know, so Look, forth. Another thing, like this usually, like it usually happens subconsciously, just like mm-hmm. as you go, it's either like your mind is gonna be like you look more inclined to like hit these people up it's just whatever you're feeling it's not really something that you mm-hmm. like do on purpose it's just something that happens as like a consequence of like how yeah. your brain is processing what you want to do and who you like you are as a person mm-hmm. you're just more drawn to those types of things like naturally i guess like each person exactly. depending on their mindset like they'll just be drawn to those types of things and i feel like like you said it's something that occurs like blindly and more often than not, you can realize that it happened when, for example, one person's mad that the other person doesn't talk to them out of nowhere because they started, like, you know, like, distancing themselves. And I feel like, um, like, you know, not to, like, say, like, or anything about, like, those people when I realized, but um, when I hear people say that, I'm like, yeah, you might have, like, been left behind or whatever, right? Like, that person moved on, right? Because, like, you know, like, maybe they didn't completely... I agree with some of the stuff that you were doing or whatever. And so, you know, that person ends up being mad, but they don't want to see why that person did that. Right. And so like they, they hit a ceiling and they can't look beyond what, why that person decided to do that. Right. And so, um, it's just part of growing up and I feel like people need to, 
um, it comes with maturity too, like having the ability to reflect upon like your actions and like what you do and kind of just being able to um, really think on like your habits and seeing like, okay, where, why, where am I at and what is that person doing and why did maybe like we like went our different ways, right? And so, because um, then it just allows you to also give better advice in the future, right? And so like if you're like with your younger siblings or like if you have younger siblings or like younger cousins and stuff, like being able to become a guide for others, I feel like that's very important for sure. I definitely agree. Yeah, I feel like it's just kind of like it all like you will eventually be able like by becoming someone that can motivate themselves, you will be able to motivate others, right? And so Absolutely. that's something that will allow like again going back to the analogy of like that like unlimited chain reaction because those and those motivated individuals right will help others become motivated and then it would just allow like again like a chain of like a positivity and then you know, it will eventually come around. It'll come around. And, you know, that's what you want to see. I feel like that's one of the things that people should aim to do. Like, again, going back to the same thing, you know, be the best version of yourself. And then, you know, you'll hopefully motivate others to do the same, right? And so that's something that I try to live by every day. But, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> We're still working on it, right? Yeah. Of course. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing, like, about life. You're always just working on it. Never, like, you never, like, know... You're never really done. You're never really at a final product. You're always mm-hmm. working on yourself. Because, like, another thing, too, is, like, having those great good friends are important and everything. But, like, at the end of the day, none of it is going to matter if you yourself, like, aren't being the best version of yourself. Like, mm-hmm. And striving yeah. to be the best version of yourself, too. Like, absolutely. Oh. But, yeah. Oh. Um, all right. All right, boys. Well, here we I'm go. Gonna jump. Yeah, no, bro. You gotta go got to practice. Work. Yes, sir. Got to work. Let's get it, boys. All right, boys. Easy, Roy. Well, talk to you later, guys. All right, See easy, you tomorrow, man. Easy. Thank you so much for coming along for the episode. As always, if you guys have any feedback or questions about the podcast, feel free to reach us over at our website. We hope you enjoyed this installment of The Boys Locker Room, and we're looking forward to seeing you guys in the next episode.